During my first trip to Washington, D.C., as chief prosecutor of the United Nations War Crimes Tribunals, I turned to one of the world's most powerful men to ask for his help. It was a Wednesday afternoon in late September 2000, near the beginning of a long series of appeals I made over the years to government officials and heads of international organizations. I needed them to twist the arms of uncooperative states such as Serbia, Croatia, and Rwanda. I needed them to help us obtain evidence, and most of all, I needed them to help us apprehend fugitives indicted on war crimes charges. The setting for this particular appeal was adjacent to the White House, in the old executive office building. An aide led my advisors and me through the entrance. So many decorative columns that feigned to support so many decorative cornices and lintels, I had not seen such a failed struggle to exude vigor, stability, and permanence since my last stroll among the Bourbon palaces of central Paris. We passed along a corridor that echoed our footsteps. Then, turning into some nondescript office, we came face to face with George Tenet, director of the Central Intelligence Agency. He had many pressing concerns, ten years after Iraq's evasion of Kuwait and the imposition of economic sanctions that had destroyed hundreds of thousands of Iraqi lives, Saddam Hussein was still in power. Everyone was complaining that the price of oil had spiked to $35 a barrel, and in only a few hours, Likud party leader Ariel Sharon would climb onto the Temple Mount, the Haram al-Sharif in Jerusalem, and ignite the Second Intifada. Perhaps Tenet already knew that within a few weeks, crowds would take to Belgrade's streets and topple Slobodan Milosevic. In North Korea, Kim Jong-il was dabbling in nuclear weapons. CIA agents were pursuing Osama bin Laden. The September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks were 11 months away. I needed Tenet to coordinate the CIA's activities with efforts by our office and other intelligence agencies to help capture two of the world's most wanted men, Radovan Karadic and Ratko Mladic. The tribunal had indicted them on charges related to, among other things, the siege and shelling of Sarajevo, ethnic cleansing operations that had displaced hundreds of thousands of people, and the killings of about 7,500 captive Muslim men and boys at Srebrenica, the largest massacre in Europe since the weeks after the end of World War II, when communist death squads executed untold thousands of prisoners whom the Allies had forcibly repatriated to Yugoslavia. My English was halting. All morning my aides had been peppering me with questions, some of them vicious, to prepare me for this interview. Tenet knew what Karadic and Maladic had done in Bosnia, and especially at Srebrenica. We seemed to understand one another within a few moments. I felt he might share the CIA's surveillance information, intercepts of telephone conversations, advice and support for arrest operations, anything to expedite the apprehension of these and other fugitives. Tenet remarked that Karatic reminded him of a Sicilian thug. This I found ironic. I know something of Sicilian thugs. And Tenet, a jowly Greek by extraction, exuded a Mediterranean passion, an overbearing will, and other qualities of Sicilian toughs. I loved it because any spy master needs these qualities to perform effectively. 
He assured me that the CIA was active in the manhunt, but that apprehending someone like Karadich, who never speaks over the telephone or signs a document, is a daunting task. I'm chasing guys all over the world. It took us seven days to find Panama's general, Manuel Noriega, with 20,000 GIs. He blurted out the name Bin Laden. Then he said, Karadich is my number one priority.